Hello, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the podcast and today I have a special guest. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, how are you? Coach Colette is with me, which I think is rightly so. It's the end of the year, it's going to be the last recording of the year and we're going to talk about some of the lessons that we've learned in 2022 and instead of me rambling on for half an hour, I'd like to hear what your lessons were. So how is everything? Are you all set for the festive period? As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Some last minute Christmas shopping was going on yesterday, but here we are. So thank God for Amazon. Oh, yeah. God for Amazon. Um, and we are actually, we're spending post-Christmas together, aren't we? We are, yeah. <laughs> We're spending uh, Boxing Day onwards together. So it'll be nice to see you in real life. We'll um, yeah. we'll work at some point and enjoy London a little bit. Um, right, anyway, we should crack on with today. Oh, a bit of housekeeping before we go into today's podcast. If you have not taken our health check review, where have you been? This resource is incredible. It is a series of evidence-based questions. It's going to take no more than 60 seconds of your day. Run through the questions. Tell the app about yourself, about your lifestyle. It gives you a score at the end of the, of the questionnaire. But even more important than that, it gives you feedback on two different areas. The areas that you're performing really well in at the moment. And crucially, the areas that could do it with a little bit of improvement where you might look to optimize. And I think... If you're listening to this at the tail end of December or into January, there is not a better time to be being aware of the things that we're performing well in, but where we could do with maybe a little bit of an extra push. So if you have not taken the health check review, I know you've taken it a couple of times because I always get a notification when you have it. <laughs> so if you have not taken the health check review yet, I will link it in the show notes below. We are really brilliant at tracking multiple components of our health and fitness. We're really good at tracking our calories a lot of the time, our step count. You probably look at your sleep score on your Fitbit or your Apple Watch or whatever, but we're not brilliant at bringing all of these components together into one overall health score. So this is the place to do it. Go and give that a, a look. And we'd love to know what your score was and what areas you want to optimize into 2023. Oh, what a year. Crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. Last year, we were not a team. This time last year, you were still my client. This time last year, <laughs> you had just finished your second photo shoot. You were teeny, teeny, tiny. Uh, how's your 2022 been? Um quite incredible actually yeah it's um I don't think we often realize perhaps everything that we achieve or do in a year until we actually stop sometimes and sit and say to yourself not even say what, what have you done since the start of the year if you would literally compare your current self right now to this exact time last year if you can think to where you were what you were doing how you were feeling I think that's probably one of the biggest kind of oh wow, um, moments you can probably have at least. Like, yeah. I think that's so true as well, isn't it? Sometimes it's not just the, the time of year. I think sometimes a lot happens in a very short space of time. Do you ever feel like that? Like there are various parts of the year where it's just like this happened and this happened and this happened. And it's almost like you're running on so much adrenaline. You then get to the end of it and you go, just, <laughs> just 
process what just happened but yeah it's been a it's been a crazy 12 months uh, but today we're actually going to run you through some of our favorite lessons of this year we're going to call upon some of the things that happened to us personally but expand on why these lessons have a slightly more profound or larger effect and then crucially how you can potentially learn from our mistakes <laughs> learn how to <laughs> how we've learned cut the corners we're here to save you time um but we're gonna go back and forth on this one do you want to start sure yeah um my first one sounds very deep actually um is that it's okay for your goals dreams or and desires to change I think that's probably one of the biggest ones I learned this year I think actually we can always trip ourselves up on this one I think for a number of reasons for our from our own expectations and from other people's expectations I think especially at the start of the year so I at the start of the year I had got the position at work that I had wanted to get by the end of the previous year so I wanted that by the end of 2021 and um, I got that and um, I was in this role I was working in a medical lab which is something that I always said I wanted to do so 2021 me was extremely would have been extremely happy at where I was 2018 2019 me would have been absolutely over the moon um at where I was but I was in this odd situation where I wasn't actually the happiest I wasn't the most content and it was almost like I was feeling guilty for it because I thought I've achieved what I wanted why am I not happy and I think that was a really kind of big kind of turmoil for me actually at the start of the year. Um, and I think there was kind of two ways to go about that. I think I was then trying to perhaps, it was maybe this job I was in, I was trying to look for something else in the same field because that's what I'd always done. You know, I'd been, I'd been focused on chemistry since probably 2012, 2013, like a long time. Um, so I thought the right thing to do was, okay, if I want to change, I was already feeling bad for wanting to change the job I was in, but I was looking for something else. And then I think it wasn't until you kind of start exploring other avenues and you're not stuck to one thing you've always done before. If it's not serving you well or you're not enjoying it, you can change your goals. You can change your direction just because you've achieved something that you once wanted People don't set goals, achieve them and stop. People set goals, achieve them and set new goals. You keep going, you keep striving for more essentially. So I think that was, it was probably job-wise that I first like realised that. But I think it's kind of spiralled from there. And just because you have, I mean, it can also be if you've got a goal or something you want to achieve and on the way, if you're, you know, the direction changes or the route to get their changes, that's completely fine. Um, as long as you're always striving for something that serves you well, it's going to make you happy and that you want to do. I think that should always be kind of the forefront of someone's mind, really. 100%. I think when you're talking there about goal setting, like achieving, moving on to the next thing, achieving, moving on to the next thing, I think of that as almost a linear I think oh, traditionally we probably thought of that as a linear thing, right? You're moving in one direction. Those goals are an accumulation of the next one. So you're just progressing further along one path. What you've essentially done is you've gone down one path, essentially exhausted that to the point that you wanted to, pivoted. Yeah. 
and moved your goal into a different lane. Yeah. It's like you've been going down one lane and being like, actually, I've done what I wanted to. I've gotten as far as I wanted to in this route. I could keep going, but I'm going to choose not to. Why do you think people don't change their path? What do you think stops them doing it? Because it's perhaps into something that they've not done before. It's perhaps going to be a bit uncomfortable or unknown, essentially. I think if you have been doing something for a while um, or you've been really set on an idea, it can give you two things. If you've been doing it for a while, it can then be the idea of change and something different. But then also if you've been set on something and you find that you are, it's not serving you the way you thought it would, I think there's that kind of bit of, if I do something different, that's wrong. It's almost like doubting yourself almost. Um, and that's not the case just because your mind changes or something isn't planning out as you thought it would, that's fine. The important thing is to is to change and do something different and to keep doing something that's going to make you happier, essentially. It's sunk costs, isn't it? I've invested so much time in this. I have to keep going because I've already dedicated so much to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think well, it's two things as well. Is it's I think it's fear, but fear that comes from two different areas. So societal fear. What will other people think of me? We're inherently herd animals. We have that herd nature. We want to do, you know, what would be seen as uh, valuable or uh, successful in the eyes of others. So I think there's that pressure, but also the internal pressure. Can I do this? Am I worthy of doing this? Do I deserve this? Should I change? All of these things. I think fear comes from a whole host of different places. I actually heard something really recently that makes me think of this as well, that I think is so true. And I've I've caught myself doing this a number of times. People are really generally quite bad at having an opinion on anything. If you ask someone their opinion on something, generally speaking, they'll form that opinion in the 10 seconds that they take to answer you. So if I asked your opinion on something, you probably will form that opinion right there and then. Then what they do is they literally die by the sword of their answer. They suddenly decide that this opinion that they hold now that they've just made in the last 10 seconds is their diehard concrete truth. And actually, it's not something that they that they have held for a, a massive period of time, but they will stick with that. And I think people do the same when it comes to things like their career and that they really stick with this is this is what I know. This is what I do. I cannot deviate from this at all. This is my fixed opinion. This is my fixed lifestyle. This is I must stick by it because to change would in some way be admitting that I was wrong. Yeah. Opinions are fluid. Lifestyles are fluid. Goals are fluid. But in order to change, you have to almost admit that mm, maybe there was a better way to do that and that can feel uncomfortable yeah definitely <laughs> people ask the question oh wait I thought you were doing this why are you doing that now and you have to then explain oh well I actually changed my mind changed yeah. my mind like, says I was wrong which isn't the case but I think a lot of people will consider that really good one really and what would you say to someone else who was potentially in a position whereby they've been going down the track of one goal and it doesn't give them quite the same fire anymore. Doesn't, you know, do they need to recognize that? What do they need to do? I would say if you're finding that, I would say first be aware of it and question as there specific parts of the goal that you are 
not achieving or perhaps you're excelling in more than others and the important thing would be not to just drop it don't just drop it and then stop refocus it essentially if it means changing direction or changing the way you're going to be achieving your goals that's completely fine the important thing is don't just stop and do nothing um because we want to be working towards something it just might need to um, maneuver a little bit agreed very much agree um my first lesson from this year it won't shock anyone but was all about routines and this year post covid and i turned 30 in january and i decided right i'm gonna go and travel a little bit i'm gonna pack up the old suitcase and just have a little bit of sun and see what moving um to a different location would feel like and how that would work and one thing that struck me when I was away that irrespective of time difference irrespective of weather even of routines are so transferable and this can be one of your ultimate superpowers if you can pick up a successful routine and move it and translate it into a different context, you will always, always, always have that traction. You will always have traction within your day. You'll always be able to work, play, enjoy, because you know what works for you. For example, I found that when I went away that, you know, even though the temperature was different, even though the light was different in the UK, I worked on the same premise. I enjoyed getting up early in the morning. I enjoyed doing a little bit of work before the rest of the world got up. I went for a walk. I trained. I ate in a similar way. Like the fundamentals of the day ran exactly the same way. And the thing is, I think people get really anxious. Or I think there will, there is this assumption that change is negative change is destructive but if you know yourself and you know what routines and principles work for you these transcend everything yeah there might be a couple of days when in this instance traveling you've got a little bit of jet lag you need to get used to to the environment you need to get used to x y and z but fundamentally what works for you works for you and when you can pick up this routine and move it you know that your ability to uh, generate traction, to keep working towards your goals, isn't location dependent. Isn't yeah. dependent on, you know, whether you get a new job or you move house or, you know, you, whatever, anything that's happening in your life. If you can keep the fundamentals of your routine, you're absolutely bulletproof. And I would be saying to everyone, if they wanted to take the principles of that and apply it to their own life, look at the things that are working well for you. Do you work so much better in your day if you get up at X time and get a little bit of movement in the first 20 minutes of your day? I've loads of clients who will say things like they're, you know, the best way to set themselves up for success is to do 15 minutes on the Peloton before work or to get a walk in before they, before they go into work. You know, the way that you like to eat. Do you like two meals, three meals? Do you like meals and snacks? All of these things get to know what works for you it doesn't have to be um absolutely designed to the to the down to the nitty-gritty but know the principles because those are principles that you can take anywhere so routines are mobile routines are your superpower routines offer you structure which in turn offers you freedom if you've got a lot of structure in your week you can actually afford and plan out 
times of relaxation of freedom and ultimately get the best of both worlds so that was my first one I think a lot of times well people think of routines and almost go too nitty-gritty in them and on them as long as if it's like you're kind of a general structure I mean your your morning your and your evening could probably be slightly more nitty-gritty on because they're pretty much you know untouched but even in the day if you've got some form of structure it doesn't have to be right down to the exact you know time of absolutely everything but something there um I think some people say like get get to up on having the routines have been exact and then perhaps find it a bit overwhelming it doesn't have to be a military style you know boom 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 just I've done that I've gone far too far down that road where it's been like oh, yeah. every, every single time blocked. There is times for that when you have to go, like when your back is against the wall, you really need to push for a big deadline or it's a particularly busy time of year. There's absolutely a place for that. But you've seen my task lists that I have yeah. like that sit on the side of the desktop. Now there isn't a, you must start at this time and you must be finished by this time on those task lists. No, they're just in priority order. So I know that every single day I worked from the top of that list down to the bottom. Some might take a little bit longer on given days. Other ones might be a little bit shorter. That's fine. There, there has to be a little bit of ebb, ebb and flow, I believe. Um, but that's just potentially where I am at this point in life. I think you do need to, sometimes it's more relevant than others. Um, but yeah, have a routine, have a set of principles, know what it is specifically for you. What works for someone else may not be your North Star, may not be your driving force. So know what it works for you. What else yeah. do you have? Um, to always, this is kind of related to her financially. All mine kind of linked together in some way. Um, checking in with yourself and being aware of how you really feel. Um, I think this one can be applied across a lot of different avenues. Actually, I think if you're someone, this definitely used to be me, um I'm thinking back again towards the start of the year um would have been someone who keeps going and going and going and going and just not stopping and not even purposely but just actually because I thought I was completely fine and I would just keep going with things whether it was like work related related or social events or just things you know being done the flat like I would constantly be doing something all the time um sleep would probably sacrifice from it yeah but I thought I felt like if I was getting five or six hours sleep I was completely fine because it was I was used to it and it's not sometimes there was the periods where I'd go for weeks and weeks and I would have a day or two where I would just crash and burn out but that was almost like I'm really tired of being like going for so long and that was just the normal I think it's very important if you relate to any of those circumstances even if it's just one of them individually is to always stop you might also find yourself you're someone who worries about everything I used to worry about everything under the sun I was always worrying about everything and again if you find yourself worrying about loads of things or stressed about loads of things again actually just stop and in all these situations question actually if you're worried or stressed what is it actually that's worried or stressing you and get really like down to the root cause essentially if it's that you're running around all the time doing you know literally not stopping ask yourself why um what are you actually spending all your time doing and there's probably a good chance that you could do things in a much quicker manner you actually if you spent less time doing certain things 
you end up being more productive if you break your day up and if you actually spend more time to yourself. Um, so yeah, I think that one's quite a big one. And I still do it every so often. You'll get times where actually you'll start kind of going kind of on autopilot mode, I suppose, and just keep going and going and going and almost neglect how you actually feel. Um, but it's important just to sometimes stop and just yeah check in with yourself ask yourself the questions is that an is that an emotional diversion is that the reason people do that that they go and go and go because they're avoiding probably actually yeah I'd say so yeah um and if you're not sure if you're doing that ask why three times yes (laughs) not sure about something why am I feeling anxious Oh, right, it's because of this, right? Why is that stressing? Ask why three times, get to the root cause of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I think it's definitely something we don't often do. And it's also, I think people do it a lot without even realizing. Like people, some people just seem like they are really busy people. They don't have enough hours in the day to do anything. And often it's because they're perhaps, like you said, they're actually perhaps trying to distract themselves from exactly. other things that are going on, yeah. If you are someone who is listening to this and you go, oh, I never check in with myself. If you're a client of ours, we force you to check in every single week. We're <laughs> annoying like that. Um, but if you're someone who is listening and you're like, you know what, I need to probably have a little bit more self-awareness. I need to listen to myself a little bit more. What are ways that you can check in with yourself? What could that look like on a on a week? How could you fit that in? Something I started doing that I never thought I would have done is journaling and I remember when I used to hear about it and I was like I don't get that like and I, I knew it wasn't the dear diary I knew it was answering certain questions but I was like I just don't get how that's going to be beneficial like that was my honest open thoughts on it and I tried a few times and it was very much you know googled some journal prompts look at them up kind of thing I'd think of some answers then I'd close it and not do it again and then Every so often I would find myself opening Google up again, doing it again, and realizing that actually you were perhaps feeling or noticing things about yourself when doing so. And then I decided to get a notebook and get a pen and actually actually journal. <laughs> but no, I think it is actually something that is extremely useful. It doesn't have to be done every single day. It could be done once a week. It could be done on stressful days. It could be like whatever, whatever you find it fits you best. But I definitely think, even if you think it sounds absolutely crazy, I did think that as well. Um, but there's a definitely um, a time and a place for it. It can take, you know, a few minutes in the evening, a few minutes in the morning. It can be it can be less than a minute if you really want to just maybe one short question. Or you can make a time of it and spend half an hour writing down those things. It's completely up to you and how you want to, what you want to do with it, essentially. I told you this before, I voice note, so I'll speak out loud. Yeah, you said that, yeah. But I feel much, it's just interesting because you are obviously talking about the written word as in putting pen to paper. I prefer to voice it out loud, like literally speak the words. It's just two different ways of translating the same output. I just prefer mm-hmm. to actually speak the words, but for the exact same effect. So it's, yeah. it's 100% the same thing with the same outcome. If you are someone who needs to check in with themselves a little bit more regularly, maybe you want to make it a habit. So kind of habit stack on the back of something you already do. Every time you walk the dog, you, you know, pause 
your podcast, whatever you're listening to this right now, when you're going for a walk, you pause podcast for five minutes and just say, how am I feeling today? Maybe you do it when you get into the car and you commute in the morning. Maybe you do it in the shower. Maybe that's the easiest time to do it. Maybe you do it while you're, you know, having dinner. Maybe you just sit down and you just have a little bit of a, a literally a digest of the day and just say, how was today? How did it go? And uh, and just find a way of, how, of it working for you. There's no right or wrong with this, but definitely checking in with yourself because the negative effect of that is you do exactly what you described and you just sweep everything under the carpet and you just never, ever face your demons, which is not a good position to be in. Funny you said that, that yours kind of lean into each other and there there's kind of a a thread running through mine are exactly the same I hadn't even realized my second one is environment is everything um this year spent a little bit more time than previous years networking so meeting new people networking with other health professionals different groups growing the team so before the CWC environment was just me and the laptop uh, and suddenly we have a we have a team uh, literally moving so spending more time post-covid in different places and now literally moving location so when I'm talking about environment I'm not just talking about the place you are the physical logistical place that you are I'm talking about environment being everything that you surround yourself with the conversations that you have the social media that you consume the things that you listen to yes the places that you go the spaces that you walk like yes when I'm talking about environment I'm talking about your your everything your surroundings in all in all areas where you walk, what you listen to, what you see, all of these things. And to me, this year has really, really flagged up how important environment is. Whether you realize it or not, subconsciously, the conversations that you have and the things that you listen to have an effect. Changes your thought pattern, changes the way you think. If you're constantly listening to incredibly inspiring conversations or you know lessons from people in in different fields or successful people or really people that have you know pushed the boundaries in whatever industry or field they may be in people that have had amazing health and fitness success stories if you're constantly listening to that that's the way your mind works whether yeah. you're acutely aware of it or not you start to think the way these people do you start to recall on things you've heard or conversations or actions or lessons that they've it, it comes to you in exactly the same way if you're constantly around people who what's that word that Scottish word is it like I'm gonna butcher this. Like, <laughs> is doer a word is you probably do you know what it means some I'm sure my granny used to say it. she's really doer I think it means like really like doom and gloom and just yes, really. Yes, that is a word, yes. If you are yes. constantly around that word, like <laughs> if everything's cloudy, if everything is like, it has an effect. I don't mean cloudy, just Scotland. I mean like literally like <laughs> your world is a little bit gray. You will turn a little bit gray. And I think I've just became acutely aware of this this year. And I don't mean for everyone, I'm not saying pick up your bags, move. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is have command around your environment. You have control over your space, tidy it. Make sure that it's set up the way that works well for you. 
Make sure your workspace is set up efficiently and effectively so that you can show up best you possibly can in your professional role. Make sure your home life as much as possible. Everything is is where it should be and it's calm and it it allows you to be creative and you know concentrate on building relationships and all the like it matters it really really matters a jordan peterson has a chapter in his book 12 rules for life it's literally called i think it's make your bed or is it like get up and make your bed or something the premise of the chapter is just how you start your day and getting up and making your bed having that self-respect having that you know care of your space is so fucking important and people don't give it enough credit. That's very true. Yes. You have to have conversations that inspire you. You have to be around people that inspire you. And you do have more control over that than you think. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, oh, well, Caroline, I don't really have any friends who inspire me. We just go out and get drunk at the weekend. Or I don't really have it. You know, Susan's always moaning in the staff room. Right. But you have control over who you listen to, how much energy, how much focus you give Susan in the staff room. You don't have to listen to everything that's being said. Put a wall around yourself, a protective barrier, and inside that barrier, fill it with things that elevate you, not things that bring you down. So environment is absolutely everything. And I'm not just saying that because I moved. I'm saying it because I think you need to find an inspirational space for you, whatever that looks like. Especially even like when you're saying there about like, oh, who you're surrounded with, if you've got, if you're, friends that are doing the same things like you say like podcasts like when you go for a walk when you're driving to work stick an inspirational podcast of something on and even if you've done them before you're gonna probably start listening to them and really enjoying them um looking forward to the next episodes and like you said they're like referring back to them as well I think that's definitely a big one and it can change the way you feel then the rest of the day and stuff like that as well like I used to find when I was driving to the lab I used I started to have music on and then I started changing this podcast instead. And the way I felt when I got there was 10 times different um, after listening to some kind of a podcast instead. Um, and even like you said, like social media and things like that, like I've never been so grateful for being able to mute accounts. It is a not cur- great you thing. not curated your own social media, what the hell are you doing? Like when you're scrolling, if you're just scrolling past things all the time, and you're not actually pausing and reading something, what's the point on being on it? Like, I don't, if you're scrolling on something and it's not insightful, it's not giving you a reason to scroll, or you're not stopping on things, it's just, it's pointless. So mute accounts, and if you don't want to unfollow certain people because of whatever reason, that's completely fine, but you can hide them from your feed, and you can only see the things that you're actually interested in and will give you value. 100% go through your social media feed right now the next 20 posts rate them do they positively affect your mood negatively affect your mood or neutral all of the neutrals and negatives get rid of them yeah yeah just do it just do 20 Mm -hmm. 20 posts go through and you if all of your feed is negative 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 and you find that your thought process is negative 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 that's (laughs) There's, um, that's not a coincidence. So assess your environment, um, what's giving you energy, what's taking away and do what you can with the space that you're in. Make it the space that you want it to be. Give us, make a space that you can thrive in. Uh, It's so important. It's absolutely, for me, it's everything. And this year really has flagged that up down to honestly, how my desktop is laid out. 
down I to the phone. after you're saying that with the phones. My phone um, is dark. So I just held up like, no one can see it. My phone is literally just black. So my phone is black. It's the best thing ever. A couple of icons on the main screen. So if, when I open my phone, it just looks like, and these are icons of apps I actually use. Mm-hmm. And down to that, it's like, I don't need to find anything. I don't need to root around for everything. Anything I need is right there. And I don't get distracted. Set yourself up for success. Sort out your environment. What's your yeah. last one? What was your last lesson from the year? Last one, funnily enough, is something I actually heard on a podcast. Um, how coincidental. That is coincidental, actually. Um, and it was be aware of your values and ask yourself if you're actually acting on them. And I heard this in a podcast quite recently, actually. And it was someone going up with things like if you've got certain values in your life and you could say, for example, something like you really, for example, kindness, if you really value being kind to people. And this sounds really harsh. This is not supposed to try and catch yourself out in any way, shape or form. But if you then said to yourself, right, what was the last time I actually did an act of kindness? Something that was specifically kind. And I assume you've not been a horrible person for the past like few days or weeks or whatever. But when did you last actually do something that was really kind? And I thought that was just a really good one. And then someone else was talking about it saying, like, they value their family life. Um, and this was a busy mum, for example. And they were saying, right, actually, you, I know you spend a lot of time with your family. You cook meals, you tidy, you clean. You do all these kind of busy things that you're doing as a mum. But when's the last time you actually spent some quality time with those people? And I don't know, I listened to that and I was like, wow that is so 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 true um I think that's something we all we all talk about things that we you know for example our three four five values we might have kind of pillars we might have in our lifestyle um but how often are we actually showing up and acting on them like I say doesn't mean you're a horrible bad person if you haven't done an act of kindness you know in the past few days or a few weeks you might even say but just be aware of it. And then when you actually start acting on it, start doing things, you feel so good for it. Um, because you're doing something, obviously, that's nice, but also doing something that means a lot to you um, as well. So yeah, I thought that was a very nice one that I heard. And I was like, yes, that's something that I, and perhaps we all need to do a bit more of. I think knowing your values is one of the hardest things that you can do is to sit down and try and work that and by the way I have done that and been absolutely rocked to my core when I lied to myself and told myself that this was my set of values it was absolute bullshit it wasn't anything to do with the values that I actually hold but you that think would, yeah. mm-hmm. people will off the cusp say things like and I'll say it because I have said this oh family is really really important and I have literally had that realization where I'm like I haven't done anything for my family recently haven't spent mm-hmm. any quality time with them, haven't messaged unless it was like, can you do this? Have yeah. this thing sorted? Yeah. Like no actual connection there whatsoever. And that can really, really hurt when you realize, mm-hmm. fuck, I thought those are my values and they are absolutely not. Or I've done nothing to um, to act in line with those values recently. Yeah. Actually, the things that I've been prioritizing are X, Y, and Z. And that can be really fundamentally quite oh hard yeah to deal it with. Can be. um it's definitely a good exercise to do with yourself 
put it that way. <laughs> if you're not sure what your values are at the moment, look at your day and look at how much time you spend and energy you spend in various areas. It will probably tell you what your values are at the moment. You may not like what the answer is, but you can change it. I mean, yeah. there are things we need to do. Like you could, there's a difference between you showing up, say you work a nine to five job that you absolutely hate. You go in there, you do a decent job. You're spending a good chunk of the day there. You do a decent job and then you go home and you leave. That doesn't necessarily mean that it is one of your values per se. Perhaps it is one of your values to show up and do the job that is required of you. But the actual value in your day is going home and spending two hours with your kids having dinner, bath, bed, story, that is the actual quality in your day. That's the thing that really lights you up. Have a think about how your day actually runs. Maybe for you, you really value spending 45 minutes in the gym and working on your health. That is a fundamental value of yours. Maybe for you, it is uh, learning and developing in a certain area, like a skill. Maybe a value of yours is to, you know, spend time in nature, getting fresh air in your lungs and, and spending time outside. Uh, it could be anything, but I would have a look at how you're currently mapping out your days and your weeks. And that will give you an idea of what your values are versus what you possibly think they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My last one. Um, how you go to sleep at night and your opinion of yourself is the only thing that matters. And there's been various points in the year where this has been a massive thing that has just kind of like hit me square in the square in the old face. Sometimes people will say things to you like, oh, looks like things are going really well, or oh, I saw this, this is amazing, or equally, oh, that didn't look so good. The opinions of other people are one thing, but when you go to bed at night and you think about the day that you just had and how you sink down into bed, have you ever had one of those evenings where you literally like you've been on the go all day, you get into bed and you almost feel so heavy (laughs) when you get into the mattress and you're like, what just happened? Like what those days? And sometimes they can feel draining and they can feel like, oh my God, I'm going to do all this again tomorrow. But you have this such inner satisfaction because of the things that have gone on. Maybe the conversations that you've had, the people that you've helped, the the clients that you've watched the journeys of, maybe the training session that you've had. You just had like a really nice dinner, things like that. Like how you go to bed and that feeling, only you can ever know what that is. Yes. That is ultimately the only thing that matters. Yeah, I think that's definitely something people would always think about. It's, I think especially nowadays we are so caught up on the opinions that other people have of us and worrying about that as well. Worrying for, you know, so and so. How many likes did I get on Instagram? How many likes yeah. did I post get? How many... Okay, it's like it doesn't matter. It literally, it the only thing that I think we need to be concerned about is are we living up to and are we actioning and executing our expectations of ourselves? So by that I mean 
you might have gone to the gym today, right? You might have gone and done a gym session. But if you've half-arsed every single rep, you've left, you don't really feel that great for it. Do you think you're going to bed the same as the person who showed up, worked really, really hard? Maybe they didn't get 10 PBs, but maybe they showed up and they just really, really worked their socks off. How are those two people going to sleep at night? They did the same thing. They went and they got a gym session in. Yeah. And more and more, I keep thinking it's the stuff that you do, the actions that you take and the way you show up for yourself when no one else is watching. When yes. there's no one there to see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You could lie in bed all day. You could, you, could do, you could do anything. It's the stuff that you do when no one is watching because you're the person that's watching and that should be enough. Yeah, I think... There's always that kind of thing about setting, like you said, just set expectations and set standards for yourself to shop to, to meet. Um, and if you do that, there's a good chance you go to bed at night thinking, wow, what a day. Like either I got this done or just you just felt great for that day for the things that you achieved, um, whatever they were. I think having a kind of expectation of yourself each day is a very valuable thing and even if it's a day where you want to take things a bit slower it doesn't mean you have to go on overdrive that day if you actually say do you want today I don't want to look at x y and z I want to go for a walk I want to go for a nice coffee I'm like it can be anything but set expectations in some way shape or form um yeah it's about having a gold standard for yourself isn't it it's about like these are my and the thing is if you have great standards for yourself you have great standards for other people as well you raise other people up just by your standards being where they are yeah the thing is as well like you I just think it's so important I think we are getting a little bit softer things are getting easier in our world and that's fantastic you know things are life is easier now there's so many robots and machines that do so many things for us have you seen those hoovers that just go around those like robotic hoovers that you don't even need to hoover anymore. oh it just my neighbor has one i'm like my wi-fi keep my phone keeps connecting to it as wi-fi i don't know what happens when i connect to it but like it's called like robovac or something well um, i need a robovac because <laughs> life is getting easier and i think the knock-on effect of that is that we've all just gotten a little bit our standards have dropped um mm. and sometimes oh, can you tell i'm listening to david goggins at the moment <laughs> very much like come on motherfucker let's go <laughs> I really like it it's like it's it gets me really pumped in the morning um but I just think it's that whole thing of you just can't lie like you can lie to everyone else you can you know just but you can't when you go to bed it's you know how your day went you know what went on in your head and I think you know if you showed up the best that you possibly could that day and you're totally right sometimes showing up for yourself means not always hustling like taking it there you will know whether you have whether that's required you will know whether that's the right course of action for you on that given day um but that's my um so our should we do a little bit of a recap my lessons from this year routines make sure that you have a set of principles that you can follow because they can go anywhere with you they're transferable. You can pick them up and move them and they still work. Um, environment is everything. Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with positivity. Make sure you are sounding, surrounding yourself with inspiration because ultimately it's your, it's your life and you're more in control of that than you think as well. So just be aware of your environment. And my last one was how you go to sleep at night. 
your opinion of yourself is the only thing that matters. You have to create your own gold standard. What were yours? My were, it's okay for your goals and dreams to change. Um, doesn't mean you have failed in any way, shape or form, just a change direction. Um, check in with yourself and be aware of how you really feel um, on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. It's important. doesn't matter how, how often you do it, just make sure you're doing it at some point. And also be aware of your values and ask yourself, are you actually acting on them um, as well? If you find that your values are perhaps not what you want them to be, again, you can change that. You are in control of these things. I think based on the goals that you've chosen this year, it's very obvious you've had a transitionary, yeah, you've transitioned this year. Yes. And it just isn't it so funny how you're, what you focus on and what's spoken to you over a given time is based so based on your experience and what's happened and but for everyone listening to this I hope you find this very valuable it's the last podcast of 2022 um thank you all for joining us this year um I always say this but I'm very aware I spend a lot of my day listening to podcasts like very rarely are my airpods not attached to my head so I am acutely aware of the amazing resources that you could be listening to. Um, some of my favorite people in the world are podcasters. So the fact that you choose to spend, you know, time out of your out of your day, out of your week listening to us, I will never stop being amazed by. So thank you, massive, massive thank you. Clients of ours, huge thank you for this year. It's been crazy. It's been so amazing to grow the team, grow CWC, continue to work with women all over the world from, say, from Scotland, from the UK. We reached as far as Toronto, Florida, New Zealand this year. I think that's our furthest. Jen made her way all the way around to New Zealand. I think we've, I think that's as far as we've ever gone. Yeah, it's been an incredible year. It really has. And I said this on my Instagram story yesterday, but to be doing check-ins yesterday on the 19th of December and for clients at that point in time to be turning around and saying, you know, this is the best week they've had nutrition and training wise the whole time on the program and seeing ladies this morning still going in and getting PBs and, you know, us telling us your success stories. And that never gets old. Absolutely never gets old. And I think because of the time of year and because we're doing a lot of goal setting into 2023 I don't know about you I've had a lot of messages I think people are just feeling reflective and feeling yes. <laughs> so taking stock of where they've gotten to at this point um the amount of hard work that's gone in this year and we do tend to get a lot of lovely messages at this time which is is amazing you could you could read them all day um we always say this though we can't do the reps for you we can set up the we can set up the structure we can keep you accountable we can keep you motivated we can push you we can challenge you but we cannot go in the gym and do the reps for you we cannot stand over you and and prep your food this is this is you so we have 
so enjoyed working with you all uh, this year. We are looking forward to continuing to work with so many of you into 2023. There will be lots of new faces. I know January is always a busy time for the health and fitness space. So welcome to the team if you have recently joined us and are getting ready to go. And um, yes, a massive thank you from us this year. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas when it comes. It doesn't <laughs> emotional. Merry Christmas when it comes. I will see you on Boxing Day and we will be time in forever. So have an amazing Christmas to everyone. Uh, Happy New Year when it comes and all the best for 2023. We'll speak to you soon. Bye.